Huzzah, Rangers! It makes me giggle every single time I see that intro video. For the the audio listeners, you have to go see the video if you haven't seen it. It's Andrew Quattro being an absolute madman. But I just wanted to go ahead and say that we've got a very, very special interview this time around. He is our New Orleans correspondent, looking fantastic in his New Orleans jersey. This is Rob, the Hammer Hammerschmidt. Rob, how the hell are you? I'm well, Phil. How are you? It's a, a thank Thanks you for me. having me. It's always something I look forward to. I'm excited to join Welcome. the show because you do a heck of a job and, and keep Appreciate yourself that. busy with the pod. Yeah, man. Always doing stuff with the podcast. I'm working about 56 hours a week now, but everything else is devoted to the podcast at this point because it's preseason, baby. Like, you know, mm. we've got so much going on that we can talk about from a, a Jack's Rangers perspective or a Free Jack's perspective. So we got to get that content out there. So I always appreciate our correspondents coming on here and updating us about their individual it's team. Hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to get jacked up, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we were just talking off the air about the kits because mm. it's Kitmas yeah. once again for MLR. Mm-hmm. You know, the Free Jacks are always lucky. Uh, the fans get a, uh, a sneak preview prior to Kitmas. Uh, it seems like, you know, we, we saw ours about a month ago. But I wanted to ask you straight up, like, what do you think is the best home and away jersey this time around? Um. You know, I, I, I'm I'm an absolute and complete homer. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it, acknowledge it. Um, you know, I I love I love both Chicago and Nola. Look, here's what I love about him. We were talking about this off air, and yeah. we're gonna talk about it in the rugby rant next week, mm-hmm. next week's episode. Um, I, I love the fact that for their standard kits, and Nola's done this for the last couple of years. You're going to be able to buy a kit and you're going to be able to wear at least one of the jerseys. You're going to be able to go back mm-hmm. here in a, you know, a year, two, three, four, five years down the road. And you're going to get the same style of kit. You're going to get the quarters right. for that, you know, golden, golden and white quarters. Uh, there's a slight variation this year and it's a stock, you know, just a standard, um, you know, white and gold without the you know diagonal stripes through it. And then you're going to get the Mardi Gras, right? right. And uh, is there a little different variation on it? Yes. You know, the Mardi Gras has a collar this year, which I really think is sharp. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is you don't feel compelled. You don't feel compelled to spend 130 bucks on a jersey, you know, two jerseys. Um, because you, if you bought one, you, you have, you're going to fit in Right. to the, you know, with everybody else, you yeah. can spend the money on that vintage Jersey or that military Jersey or whatever else they're putting out that's unique. Um, and for the hounds, I love the hounds tooth. I have both of those jerseys actually from last year and I love the hounds tooth trim. And, yeah. and it was just enough of a flare, the, the green collar as well. Uh, just enough of a flare for me to say, you mm-hmm. know, I will think I, uh, I, I think I'll get one of those. For sure. I first saw that away kit. I think it's the 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 all forest green one that you're referring to with the hound's mm-hmm. tooth on there. Yeah. I initially said, you know, boring with that one. But, you know, the more I look at it, the more I like it. It's really, really clean. Uh, I think they do a fantastic yeah. job, you know, especially with the uh, the home jersey. They're kind of doing the whole hoops thing as well, which is the, right. you know, famous by the Free Jacks in this league. So, yeah. Well, here's here's a little uh, here's one for you. What, yeah. what most people don't know is actually those two jerseys. Well, the the Forest Green, yeah. that was supposed to be their home jersey last year. OK. Yep. I mean, it makes that sense, right? Yeah, but they sure. it was too close to what ATL wanted to wanted to uh, to do, right. and so they were they were told they couldn't do it. So that's why oh. they did the special edition versions. 
How about that? Now, interestingly enough, obviously Atlanta going to LA now, moving that mm-hmm. franchise over, so they're able to to bring that in this year as their away kits. Very, very interesting stuff for sure. You mentioned the rugby rant a moment ago. I wanted you to take a moment mm-hmm. and tell us how everything is going with the rugby rant. Your uh, your show. Yeah, we we took about a month and a half off uh, after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were running we were running a, an episode a week, sometimes two, with some of our uh, run past cook episodes. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we were going pretty hot and we just needed to take a, a little breather and a break. Um, and so we're back at it. Last night, we just taped our uh, 158, episode 158. Wow, uh, okay. we're, we, yeah, yeah, we're talking. And we brought in John Cullen, who was a former hound, played for the hounds mm-hmm. last year, was a, a cap USA player um, a little ways back, but brought him on to talk about uh, the newest team in the league, the the Charlotte Hawks. Uh, and just, okay. you know, what, what he thought of that is, is take and his, um, thoughts on, on the structure behind that franchise, if you will. Yeah. So, uh, that should be rolling out, I think Friday this week, Thursday or Friday this week. I That's just got to get to the edit. Yeah, man. I, I definitely want to tune into that because, you know, I'm sure people hear my accent and go, eh, not exactly a New Englander. And that's true. I've been up <laughs> 14 years now. We're in 2024. Yeah. Uh, so You're I've been a South Carolina guy, aren't you? Well, North Carolina, right near Charlotte, but right on the border. So I went to the University of South Carolina, go Gamecocks, yeah. obviously, um, and played rugby there. But, you know, I'm, I'm a Carolina boy through and through. I, I, I've always supported the Charlotte team since I was a little kid. You know, moving up here, I, I pay attention to the Bruins and the you know the Red Sox, all that sort of stuff as well. But I've always got one eye on seeing what the Charlotte sports mm-hmm. scenes do. So it's a, it's a very big deal for me to have a Charlotte franchise. And we talked about this last year, if you recall. We talked about how you're a NOLA fan since the very beginning yeah. of the league but you're a Chicago guy. So you've kind of got divided loyalties a little bit. And I'm going to be experiencing that with Charlotte coming into the fold. Um, You know, just what's your overall thought? I mean, it's been a wacky off season, right, Rob? I mean, we've lost two franchises that folded, you know, unexpectedly to a certain extent. We've got one team moving from Atlanta to LA. We've got uh, Miami, this new franchise. And then out of nowhere, uh, Charlotte smacks us in the face is going to change the the schedule. Just what's your overall thought on, on Charlotte, North Carolina coming into the league? Um, boy, the, so I, it, I think it depends for me, it depends upon the lens through which I'm looking at the situation. If you're looking at it from an MLR situation, it's, it's not a bad fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the execution was poor. If yep. this would have been done and announced in July, like at the final or, in conjunction with the draft, I think it would have come off really well. And certainly on the heels of, you know, the folding of two franchises, particularly uh, rugby New York, I think it would have gone over real well because with the ideal with the Hawks, you probably could have picked up a guy like Ben Benasso. You could have picked up a guy like Butcher. You maybe could have talked to a Brakeley and say, hey, can you give us one more year where we get this franchise off the the ground? We could use your leadership, Mm -hmm. your experience, uh, your veteran, um, you know, psychology. Uh, to get us going with these young guys. Uh, the problem was it was real late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it here's where I struggle. So why is that? Well, was that a business decision? Um, or was that something where individual owners kind of were forced into it? Mm-hmm. I believe that individual owners want the World Cup, right? Yeah. They want World Cup pools. And therefore, it's it's my belief that because they want World Cup pools, they had to play nice with World Rugby because that's the entity right. that is propping that is that is putting the money behind the mm-hmm. hawk. So you know what's the long term strategy to make the Hawks, uh, st- you know, financially um, sound? 
you know, without world rugby's input right. and world rugby's a fickle organization. If, if the U S fails to qualify mm-hmm. in 2027, God forbid, right. Will that money still be there. Will the Hawks still be around Does the league have to deal with yet another folding franchise. Right. So I, I just think that those are the things that give me pause. I like the idea behind the Hawks. Sure. I think it's the right way to go. And oh, by the way, this was something I talk about this in the rugby rant this week in a little bit more depth, but there, this wasn't a new idea this week or last week or last mm-hmm. month. This was something that was talked about, you know, uh, uh, about a year ago on the heels of, of missing out on the rugby world cup in 2023. Mm-hmm. Right. This was, on the table. So, um, not something new, um, but just how it came, came, came about and evolved. Uh, it was r- rather late in the game and that's what gave me pause. I, I think they could have done like an exhibition season, but I don't think world rugby wanted, wanted that. So they had to, they had to play nice. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And it, it's interesting from, you know, coming up as like a Charlotte, you know, having lived in that area, most of my life, that, that sports market is very fickle. I mean, uh, mm. the Panthers have had a bad go of it for about two years now, and that that stadium is empty, man. Like, he, the mm. thing is, is like with Charlotte, you you need to have a, a, a you know a contender uh, for people to be interested. I mean, it might be something like a novelty at first, like oh, rugby's coming, you know, just like kind of Charlotte FC is experiencing that at Bank of America Stadium. They're filling that mm-hmm. place for an MLS uh, franchise. But um, we'll see how long that lasts. If the team doesn't perform well, I'm a little concerned about it. And then, it, plus, it's a development squad, right? We're we're anticipating right. maybe like uh, seven. They're gonna go eight, through their struggles. Yeah, absolutely, they will. I mean, they're gonna get their butt kicked. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair to say, and that's gonna help them get better. You know, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, hopefully, right. that franchise will be able to find their feet. Uh, and this is something that I I will make an argument that if you don't have like a second team that you kind of follow, if you've got your all, maybe there's some neutrals out there that are watching this. I don't know why you would. It's a Free Jacks podcast. But uh, if there's neutrals out there, pick Charlotte as your team. If you if you support USA Rugby, Charlotte is your team. And if you've already got a team, Charlotte can be your second team if you care about USA right. Rugby because we're bringing these youth guys through, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Hawks, if you will, the Falcons, these younger guys that could eventually make their way onto an Eagles roster to help them get game time and stuff like that right now. Right. Throw them into the fire and see right. see how well they do and stuff like that. Get them battle tested. So um, I think I think it's a strong argument that Charlotte should be everybody's uh, second favorite team. Um, but I, I just wonder about that sports market and how well that will do long term. And if the money dries up, uh, who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah. But um, well, I think the key is is to take to kind of look around the league. I mean, there's enough. We, we're in year what six now? Seven, 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 seven. Yeah. I guess would be. And um, I think there's an opportunity. And and they're smart guys. Scott Lawrence certainly, while probably not going to be steering the ship, he's too busy with the Eagles. Certainly got him his eye on things. And he's been around ATL and and um, you know some of the other people that I've heard are going to be tabbed to be involved have been around the league as well. And right. here's the deal: what they have the advantage of is they can look at the other teams and find out what do other teams do well, what do other teams not do so well, and how do we capitalize this? And all they need to do is look at the at, at the Free Jacks and um, you know the the Free Jacks. Here's what they do well: they've made Fort Quincy a centerpiece for the community, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just a rugby place that you go, you know, eight times a year. It's someplace that the community goes for movie nights, for beer fest, for all these events. And oh yeah, yeah, we play rugby there as well. So why don't you come out to that? And, and I think that's just smart marketing. Um, So, you know, I don't know whether that's mags or, or, or whom, but um, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a smart way to go. 
As we know, Mags is a super genius, and from the very beginning, it's been community based, and that has you know, mm-hmm. it took a little while to get going, but it's it's paid dividends for sure, and it's very sure. very successful. It's a successful model that we're seeing other teams now get on board with. Or last season, they started to try it out, and because it works. Um, but let's move over from Charlotte, and I am shifting my minor support to Charlotte. I mean, I, I again, yeah. I think every everybody should, if you care about USA Rugby, yeah. uh, support them at least a little bit. I'm very interested to see, you know, the branding and stuff like that when that comes out. It better not be red, white, and blue because I will be pissed. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense, though, right? I mean, it's it's the you know, it's the Hawks, wow. it's a, the minor league USA rugby, whatever. Uh, but yeah, let's let's please don't go red, white, and blue. God, um, uh, what's your opinion of the speaking of branding? What is your opinion of the new LA team's logo and name? Oh man, I I don't like the name. Uh, I think it's, it's too generic, Mm um, you know, kind of almost like what rugby United New York was. It it sounded more of a soccer organization than it did a rugby organization. And Mm -hmm. I realized that RFC is something that is very commonplace with a lot of rugby clubs. I mean, Chicago Blaze rugby club, my own club, my home club had the same thing. Uh, but we've kind of moved away from the RFC component now, and it's just Chicago Blaze rugby, Mm -hmm. um, that that part I don't like. The acorn I had a hard time with until somebody explained to me or I read or maybe it was their branding uh, identity that said mm-hmm. that, you know, acorn trees are very, you know, popular or sorry, oak trees are very popular around there. And, and mm-hmm. that, that's a native species. OK, I get it. I think I think the execution of that could have been a little bit better. Yep. Um, I love the colors. Uh, it's, it's new, it's, it's fresh, it's vibrant. Uh, It's something that, you know, the league hasn't, doesn't have, you know, you Mm -hmm. mentioned red, white, and blue, uh, but this, this is, you know, uh, very vibrant. Um, so, so I like, I like some of the elements. I think some other elements could have been done a little bit better. Um, their kits are unique. Um, I think they could have had the, I mean, the waves are supposed to be that coastal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sea wave. I think they could have made that a little bit more obvious yeah. uh, for the common viewer. Yep. I think the name is too long. It's, it's not original. I mean, yeah, it's not original and also completely soulless. Like, you know, yeah. Chicago hounds, new England free jacks, Utah warriors. Right. Let's just go with that. That model works, right? Like if you're right. just some unknown thing, you don't have a mascot. It's, it's not very clear. You're an Oak tree. What? Like, come on, man. And also right. the uniforms are a bit bland for my taste, you know? And, and by the way, the logo, it also looks like something else. We're calling the, yeah. the LA dickheads here. That will forever be their name. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, as long as I, you know, continue to draw breath, <laughs> that will be what I call them. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just poor execution, man. It's unfortunate. But uh, it is what it is. Moving over, let's talk about uh, MLR 2023. We're going to rewind yeah. back to them. And, of course, you're wearing the gold uh, kit right now. You know, you, you have some affiliation with the um, the Hounds as well. You do sideline reporting for them, which is awesome. Yeah. But I know that you're a big gold guy and have been since the mm-hmm. very beginning. So I wanted to ask you about what's your overall impressions of their season from last year? Well, I, I listen, I, I um, call Ryan Fitzgerald, the GM, a a personal friend. Uh, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I just had a nice chat with him today and we touch base pretty frequently. Um, and I think by all accounts and Ryan would admit this, I mean, he's a Marine through and through and he, had, he, he acknowledges and, uh, you know, mistakes and acknowledges uh, where improvement needs to be made. And I think he would mm-hmm. acknowledge that their season was not what they wanted it to be. Right. They failed to make the playoffs and that is and continues to be a goal. They have never made the playoffs. And I think that eats away at Ryan. 
Um, I think it's it's something that he l- looks to turn around year in and year out. So I think from that perspective, it was a bit of a struggle, especially given the roster. I, they had they had some really nice additions to the roster. Mm-hmm. Expectations it would have been a uh, it would have been a better outcome. I think mm-hmm. they had higher expectations for Kane Thompson and what they believed he could do as a head coach. Right. Um, you know, from everybody I've talked to down there, and I know Kane, I've talked to him a couple different times, and and from my conversations with Ryan, Kane stepped down. I mean, he stepped away from the head coaching role. He was man enough to acknowledge that it was not his strong suit. He wanted to get back to what he does well, mm-hmm. and that's being a forwards coach. That's being, yep. a, uh, you know, in charge of the defense. So, um, you know, kudos to him for being, for willing to, to step back and, and kind of, you know, come away from that coaching role, look introspectively at what, you know, his strengths and weaknesses are. I mean, how often do you see a coach, you know, go from head coach back down to, you know, an assistant coach in any sport. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, in that regard, um, I think they, they have some work and improvement to do upon last year. Um, So, you know, let's look forward to 2024. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it, man. I mean, we talked about this and I I know that you, I think you're in education, but I think you do a fantastic job as a car salesman because you had me ready to buy the, uh, the NOLA gold last season, you know, heading into the regular season. I was, I had them in the playoffs, you know, they had some great additions as you were mentioning, but they just couldn't get it together. And it's just one of those things like, when are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, that is the big monkey on their back, man. And, and it, it's, yeah. of course, at some point it's going to happen. It might be this year unless MLR changes the um, the playoff structure <laughs> <format>. again. <laughs> right, right. So eight teams are going to get in out of 12. And we assume that yeah. Charlotte won't get in because they're a development team. And there's some other teams like the 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 new franchises that might, ha- might struggle. So you would think that the Mola, Mola Gold would find their way into the playoffs. But, I mean – We'll have to see how it shakes out. You're mentioning a very, very interesting dynamic that I was going to bring up next here. Head coach Kane Thompson um, has now transitioned into an assistant coach for the forwards and the defensive role, um, and Nola is bringing in Corey Brown. Uh, any yeah. concern about Kane being retained? It is such a rare thing. Normally, you know, they clear out the coaching staff when there's a, a change like that. You know, assistant coaches leave. Um, any concerns? Not one. Okay. Not one. Uh, wow. Absolutely not. And again, I think it stems from the fact that it wasn't that he was asked to step, take us, uh, you know, a, a, a second seat, asked mm-hmm. to take a step back from that role that he did it himself. It's something right. he asked to do. So I think, again, he recognized, you know, what his strengths are and, and wanted to play into those strengths rather than, you know, again, um, cause, you know, cause uh, more turmoil, mm-hmm. you know, for the team or struggle, I should say with the team, yeah. um, you know, th- th- the Corey Brown, we, we know the Brown pedigree in New Zealand, obviously Otago. Um, he's done it. Here's what I like about him. He's had a lot of variety in his background. He's, uh, worked in France. He's worked in Italy. He's worked in Georgia. He's, he's been at Connacht. Um, you know, he's been at the Sunwolves. So Mm -hmm. he's, you know, on one hand, he's gone to a lot of different places. On the other hand, he's got to work with a lot of different varieties and styles of rugby, uh, and kind of take those in and figure out what's going to work best for the NOLA gold based upon their personnel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think they have pretty strong personnel. It's just a matter of being able to put those pieces together. Somebody with his experience and, and pedigree and acumen is, I think the perfect person to do that. Um, and it's not with the, you know, 
goes without saying there's uh they've got a, a, a Nicola, uh, sorry, a, um, and, and I haven't met him yet. Nicholas, uh, Ginonen, uh, and, and I, I'm butchering it because it's a French name. It's spelled uh, G-O-D-I-G-N-O-N, Guidon, okay. um, who's a scrum and breakdown coach. So they've got a specialist working with the scrum, trying to improve that area. They already have a very good line out, um, clinical to some degree, especially with mm-hmm. Pat O'Toole throwing that ball in and Cam Dolan, you know, dictating the pace of that that part of the set piece. But, you know, the the the, the scrum is important and, and they're going to throw in a scrum coach that I think will make uh, some significant improvements to that, uh, to that front row and to that scrum. You know, Rob, I can tell that you've been doing this for a while because you're answering questions I haven't even asked yet. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Bozo, who's the king of the comments. He's got some interesting takes here. Nola had some phenomenal talent. East was terrible. He's referring to last year. Terrible for them to not have made it. He also brings up that the Free Jacks had more wins than the Gold and the Hounds combined last year. Um, total class from Kane Thompson. That's a team player move. They'll be fine. And was there one more? No, that was it. So, yeah, I mean, Bozo's bringing up some interesting things here. You know, NOLA should have been better last season. They had really good talent, as we know. I had predicted them to make the playoffs. They unfortunately didn't. And now, you know, with the the new structure, eight teams make it if if it doesn't get changed. So you have to assume that NOLA will be in that mix. And you're talking about, you know, coaching changes, bringing in a guy in Corey um, Corey 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 Brown, uh, who's very, very experienced. He's been all over the world. I bet TK knows this guy because Otago is not exactly a big place. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, New mean, Zealand's not exactly a big place. That's true. You know, I mean, it, the, the rugby circles in the United States are are pretty small. And then, right. you, you know, obviously everybody is involved in rugby in, in, in New Zealand. But with only yeah. 4 million people, mm-hmm. those circles don't run too far from one another. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to have Tiki on the show and, and ask him about Corey Brown. I mean, this will be his first season, obviously. And, you know, one guy that comes to mind about uh, his first season last year that was so successful is Josh Sims at D.C. Obviously, he's now in Italy, as we call it in North Carolina, Italy. Um, but yeah, he's over there. He's got himself a promotion working with uh, one of the um, URC teams, I believe, over there in Italy. But he did a fantastic job in transforming a team that was, let's be honest, a doormat uh, in this league for the most part in, in Old Glory, D.C., and got them into the playoffs, got their first playoff win in history. I wonder if Corey Brown will have that type of um, uh, impact in his first year. We'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, yeah. For sure. Let's talk about the collegiate draft. Now, this is something that NOLA takes very, very seriously, probably the most in the entire league about how they scout these guys and really focus on the collegiate draft. They want to bring in excellent American and Canadian talent, which is very commendable, of course. Um, who's some of these guys that they've picked up? So one of them is near and dear to my heart, Kean Darling. So let me let me back up just a moment. And and let me just say to your point, uh, and again, going back to Fitz knowing him, he loves the draft (laughs) and he's an, he's a, first of all, he's a player development guy. He was with the saints and for him, the draft is like Christmas. He absolutely thrives in a draft. And so last year they actually only had one pick in the draft. Okay. Out of all, what it was at 30, was it 36? 30 something. Yeah, yeah, something like that, 36. He only They only had one pick in the draft, and I think it was his second rounder. And he ended up with, I think, three first-round picks. <laughs> Love right. it, man. Now, Love it. Now, we know that you know a lot of teams throw those picks around fairly easily. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, let's be candid, in the draft, 
probably each draft you can count on at the most three draftees making significant contributions to any yes. to their respective teams. Right. You know, and that's that's probably at the most. You know, Sam mm-hmm. Gallo was was the guy last year. Um, but by a and bad large, Dallas team, you know. Yeah. So yeah, but he still made his way into the Eagles roster. So he did something right. Right, right. Um so uh Kean Darling, uh like I said, near and dear to my heart. Why uh Lindenwood University. He is uh, a friend of uh, a close friend of my son mm-hmm. who played at Lindenwood. Uh, I've met him. I, I know him. I've met his dad, uh, you know, during graduation and he is a great kid. Um, he really, he's kind of the prototypical back rower that, that, um, Fitz looks for. And that's just mm-hmm. a guy that'll run and fits this direct quote. He'll run through a wall for you, <laughs> you know, and, and much in the model of uh, he's bigger, taller than Andrew Guerra. Um, so Kean's a great kid. Um, Kean is, is, is had some niggling injuries that he's had taken care of since in his back. Um, will he be, you know, figuring into that game day roster from day one probably not speaking with Fitz he, he believes that you know he has got to get him into camp so it's possible um but he he believes that he's a guy that can make a uh, solid contribution to this gold team mm-hmm. this season um so so that's uh that's one of one of those draftees um and then the other one is Julian Roberts from Life University we know Life University's pedigree mm-hmm. um He's a fly half by trade, uh, but has played, you know, at 15 and he's played, you know, kind of utility throughout the, throughout the backs. He's being branded as a wing. Uh, but as in talking with Fitz, he, he believes that he'll, you know, it's somebody that can kind of learn under Rodney for a mm-hmm. season, two seasons, maybe three and, and kind of find his way into that 10 shirt on occasion, maybe find his way into the 15 shirt to give him an opportunity to kind of see the field a little bit more, see space, see what's happening on the, on the MLR pitch with the speed and intensity that it brings and make those adjustments as he continues to develop. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, uh, that, that's a guy that, that Fitz believes uh, he has the step, he has the skills, he has the silkiness, uh, the vision that, that he can be a guy that the goal will lean on, you know, Mm -hmm. moving forward as he develops. Um, and then Gabe Mohinga actually was the other draftee and he was, he actually was traded away and, um, ooh, sorry, I don't know this off the top of my head. I, I want to say it was Dallas or maybe, yeah, he was traded away to, to another team and I forgot, mm-hmm. you know, no worries what the nature of the trade was. Yeah. So he's no longer with the team. All right. No worries. That's no. all right. Um, he was in the, he was in the RP team. He played some, some fall ball, which mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with, uh, with because oh, yeah. of Mr. River. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, they, they eventually, I think they traded him away here somewhere in between ARP and, and now as we speak. Gotcha. So, you know, as you were saying earlier, not a lot of these guys that get drafted through the, the college route end up being huge impact players um, during the season. They're more, you know, development guys and, you know, depth and stuff like that, which is perfectly fine at this point. You know, eventually, as this thing continues to progress, we're going to see some, you know, some immediate impact guys coming into this league. And I'm sure that NOLA will grab quite a few of those because they take the draft so seriously, as I was mentioning earlier. I wanted to ask you about, because it was was another uh, draft uh, that we weren't really anticipating the dispersal draft uh, with New York and Toronto players. Um, you guys drafted, I think, if not one of the most, if not the most of these, uh, these dispersal draft picks, um, any of these guys going to have an immediate impact? 
Um, well, the guy, it was funny because uh, the guy that was drafted that really made me light up mm-hmm. was, of course, uh, Nate the Great Augsburger. Right. Right. Uh, you know, he was in San Diego. I think he, I, I, I haven't spoken with him. I can't wait to speak with him. We, we kind of uh, are cordial back and forth um, a little bit, but I haven't spoken with him personally since the final. Um, but I, I'm interested in finding out why he made the move to New York. Was it, you know, an attempt to get closer to his home state of Minneapolis, uh, sorry, home city of Minneapolis. I don't know. But um, ultimately when they picked him up, I was like, Hey, great. That's a huge pickup, you know, on the wing for Nola gold. Right. And then they, they traded away his rights to Chicago and, and my eyes lit up even more. And I'm like, well, this, this, kid, <laughs> this kid can't go wrong. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, and I, but I think that's what happened is that, you know, when he, when, when things broke down in New York, he got picked up by, by Nola. And I think Nola called him and he, and they, he probably, they worked out a mutually agreement, mutually agreed deal. And mm-hmm. he said, Hey, could I get, could I get my way up to Chicago? So I'm a little closer to Minneapolis. And, and that's what happens. We're happy to have him here in Chicago for sure. I mean, for sure. I, yeah. I love that dude. So, um, you know, I think some of these guys can, um, certainly I think, uh, was it, um, Oh man, there was who am I thinking of? Because do you guys really get different. Jason Emery? Uh, y- no, okay. Jason Emery's going to going to um, L.A. Okay, gotcha. yeah, I mean it might have been picked up in the draft in, in the dispersal draft, but uh, the guy who we got in the dispersal draft is Ed Fido. Okay, and that's, he's that's a guy that's going to make yep. an he's going to make an immediate impact. I mean that's yep. it. That guy's lights out. He's a player. Uh, and it's in a place where they needed a little bit of depth at wing. You know, yep. I mean, you want your wings like. There's a hallmark of a wing. You better be able to finish the damn, finish the damn play, you know, get into that corner, dot it down, yep. um, you know, pin your ears back. And and that's, that's Ed Fido. And he has a strength. Mm-hmm. He has a skill. He has the, you know, the vision. Um, he, we know that from New York. I mean, he's, he's an all-star and uh, Nola gold are, are really going to be the beneficiaries of, of, of his services. So 100%. it'll be good to see him on the wing. Absolutely. A great finisher in this league, you know, kind of um, very similar to Paula Bellincona in that way. Like he knows mm-hmm. how to get that dot that ball down in the corner and he'll get it done. Bit of a shit house uh, on the pitch. Sometimes I remember uh, last season we were down there in New York. He was kind of picking a little bit of a fight with our uh, Mitch Wilson Iron Man, And we, we had none of that for sure. The Free Jacks um, really rallied around that little moment there. But for sure, man, like, I mean, Nate Osberger would have been a good pickup for Nola. I mean, like an all-star in this league, right? One of the best mm-hmm. at his job uh, right up there. And also, like, interesting he transitioned from scrum half to uh, to wing and had an amazing year uh, in 2023. Uh, got to the final. Unfortunately, their, their boys didn't get it done. Fortunately for the Free Jacks, of course, um, uh, winning that one-point victory. But, I mean, for you, it's kind of cool. Like, he was going to go to Nola, which would have been nice, but he ends up yeah. in the Hounds, which is also nice. I mean, you win either way in that scenario, yep. which is pretty cool. But, yeah. Unfortunately, he brought us Minneapolis weather with him, but, you know, we'll, right. we'll excuse that for the moment. <laughs> We got our first uh, significant snowfall a couple days ago. I guess that's why I'm. I feel like I'm in the X Games wearing this uh, this beanie, but <laughs> it is what it is. Talk about some of these new signings and retained players for Nola Gold that uh, Rangers should be aware of. Well, um, yes, there, there's some interesting ones. Um, well, so and I'm going to go down the list kind of quickly. Um, Sam Buckley, he's actually a college draftee, a, a, another LU player. So somebody near and dear to my heart, a prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting. Again, Fitz loves to invest and develop front row, American front rowers. Now, Bucks is not a, an American by birth, 
but you know he came up through the university system in the United States, so he's kind of a pseudo American. Um, he loves to develop those guys. He was actually a draftee by Utah, and then he's he's found his way into NOLA. Uh, Isaac uh, Solomon, um, you know Isaac as uh, Tasman um, Hawks Bay NPC guy. So expect their front row to be bolstered by him. He had some. Mm-hmm. He had the exit of Dino Waldron. Uh, All right, yep. James. Yep. James Doc Iray is going to be around, but he was, he's still finishing his, uh, naval service. So he was, he was actually living in Va, you know, in Va beach for a little bit. Um, but he's going to be down there for training camp and going to find his way kind of like a medical joker, I think, and help okay. out a little bit, but it's good to have a guy like Isaac, Isaac Solomon come in and Bert Vermillion, uh, connect, uh, OGC, OGDC guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you have a, yeah, I think they, they, they made, took a step in the front row, in, in my mind. A couple guys coming back into that front row who have been out of the mix for a year, young guys that mm-hmm. I still think can develop. Then he got uh, uh, Augusto uh, Bone from Six Cap Chilean uh, with the Jackals and Sunwolves. Again, he brings some experience, um, you know, international experience among, amongst other things. Callum, Callum uh, Botcher, two caps for Rugby Canada, uh, Pacific Pride guy. Olajuwon Noah, who um, – you know, Fitz really likes him a lot. Five caps for Samoa, played for the Sharks. You know, one thing that's interesting is I looked at these new guys. A lot of them are like 28 or younger. So, okay. you know, you got to figure that that they're still kind of in that prime prime spot where they're, you know, not young guys that still need to develop. Mm-hmm. They're guys that are, you know, right in, in the heart. In the that's meat the sweet spot. Their, yeah. Yeah, that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy who's, I think he's 34. Four, so he's wow. a little bit long in the tooth, you know, especially for a back rower. But he comes with tons of experience, so it's good mm-hmm. to have him. Um, uh, Jonah uh, Ma'au, uh, Moana Pacifica, uh, Northland, one of the top five um, in the NPC, one of the top five turnover rates. Or sorry, in, in uh, Miter Ten, top okay. five turnover rates. So he's a poacher, um, and and I think he's going to be a welcome addition to the back row. Uh, Domingo Saavedra, two cap, uh, sorry, 28 caps for Chile. Um, wow. you know, there again, a Selknam guy. So, you know, he comes with a ton of international experience. Dorian Jones, um, his is comes from a, a pedigree in Wales. Uh, if you know anything about, um, uh, Kings, Kingsley Jones, uh, it's his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so, wow. um, Incredible. you know, he's a kind of utility, a, a 10, 15, but it'll probably, you know, be able to, you know, slot in a 10, probably more of a 15 to give Dougie a break or, you know, to kind of <laughs> come in as a utility guy. Cause he can play in some places. Uh, we talked about Fido, we talked about Robert. So those are the new guys. I think they, they really stepped up in a lot of areas um, that they needed to. And what I like about this roster, their scrum halves and their tens are well-established. They, they, they are now all been together in their second year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, there that that connection should be more solidified this year okay so i mean i'm hearing some encouraging things about these guys the new guys and also the retained guys that you've brought in here and it's just kind of interesting because i'm kind of in the same predicament as last year where i'm feeling good about the nola gold you, you do yeah. a very great job of, of uh <laughs> convincing me that i should i should think that nola is going to be better than i anticipate so we'll have to see how it shakes out but um some really really good additions there for sure um, and obviously you guys have a decent squad to begin with. Like Rodney Iona is a fantastic player. Yeah. 
Um, and of yeah. course, we I did a little uh, a post as I like to do a little video um, today in regards to Dougie Fife in uh, last year's Nola Gold uniform with the whole vomiting thing. It's just one of those things where like I, he played for Mystic, which was unbelievable. I'm sure they loved him there in the ARP season uh, in the earlier whenever that was at this point. Um, yeah. And I felt like, you know, maybe he would just hang around Boston because I know his, his girlfriend is in Boston, but he's on well, the well, roster. Yeah. You did you know, did you know that he was coaching Mystic River in sevens? I did summer? know that. Yep, I yeah. Did so that. I actually, it was funny because I was up, my son was playing for uh, the Bombers who are, uh, who got second this year in, in, in the nation and nationals uh, for sevens. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was up there at, at, for Nats in Madison, Wisconsin, um, I'm looking around and I see, you know, uh, um, Dougie Fife, and I'm Crazy. like, God damn, that's Dougie Fife. And so I went <laughs> up to him and, you know, and I got a picture and I was in, uh, ironically hounds gear that day. Uh, right. on, so I wore hounds gear on Saturday. Uh, fortunately I ran into Sam Harris, so I, I didn't disappoint him. And then Sunday I wore NOLA gear. So, Perfect. you know, I didn't disappoint the NOLA fans, but yeah, I ran into Dougie. There he was a good dude. He is a good dude. Dougie's one of those guys, like he finally came on the show. I had to uh, coax him a little bit in terms of getting on the show finally. But we had uh, uh, Bubs uh, Kane, uh, who was it's the head coach of Mystic, uh, able to join him in that because uh, we talked about the ARP and him being a part of that, which is really, really cool. So Dougie Fife knows who I am. A, a Six Nations try scorer knows who I am. It's yeah. crazy to think about. But yeah, great guy. Um, unfortunate that he's not with the Free Jacks, but it kind of is what it is. I mean, he's in his last year of his contract right now. Maybe we'll pick him up um, uh, next year. We'll have to see how it goes. But uh, yeah, very, very exciting stuff. I wanted to ask you, you know, we like to ask all of our correspondents that come on here, will you be finally making the trip up to Massachusetts to experience the madhouse that is Fort Quincy when the Gold Squad marches up? Um, well, we don't really know when that's going to be now, do we? That's true. That's true. <laughs> we, we know that the new schedule is, is coming. I know yeah. that they want to keep as many dates the same yeah. as possible, but that's not well, going to work really from, from what I've gathered, my yeah. sources tell me Here we go. that, um, basically what you're going to see. And I've, and I've gotten this from two different places, by the way, so I can okay. confirm that this is probably pretty much so that whatever dates that teams have their home games those dates are going to pretty much stay the same there might be a few changes one mm -hmm. or two changes with a team or two those are pretty much going to stay the same of course because most teams have um they share space with another entity and so they kind of had to lock right. in those dates right yep. um what you're what you're you may see is a different team be inserted on those dates in the schedule so that's okay. what i'm gathering right um, I don't know if I, I would love to make it up to Quincy. It's a quaint place to play. I've part of my problem as a teacher, I have trouble getting away for the weekends until school is out just because, sure. um, you know, I can't take the advantage of, of nice, easy fares. And I, I, uh, I can't just take a, you know, a vacation day. We don't get those. We already have vacation days. It's called summer and winter break. Right. Yeah. So I have to, I have to play, I have to play within that schedule. And it just so happens that, um, uh, this year, if the, if the schedule holds true to what it was, my goal was to get down for the Hounds game in New Orleans and then go watch the Hounds play in D.C. because my brother's from uh, my brother lives in D.C. So um, I have a free place to stay <laughs> and I owe him a trip uh, by truth okay. be told. Um, I haven't okay. been out to his I haven't been out to his house and in, in a long time. So uh, I, I put a priority on getting out there and, and seeing either NOLA or DC play, depending on when they're out there. 
Fair enough. Maybe might have to wait another year for uh, the hammer to visit Fort Quincy, yeah. but you know, it's going to be great. Like, you know, definitely top two fan atmospheres in the entire league oh, uh, for at sure. this point uh, with Fort Quincy. So I, it's kind of like a pilgrimage for all of you uh, MLR correspondents to come visit, you know, Brian Ray did last year. Uh, Rick Collins did last year. So yeah, definitely got to get, and of course, Scott, the big guy Ferrara, who's team no longer exists unfortunately has made uh, the trip a couple of times to see the free jacks play at fort union yeah. point i believe it was i don't know if he ever got to fort quincy but we'll have to see how that shakes out did he name a team uh, at this point no he hasn't named a team although wow. i think i know who it is but he's he's okay. kind of keeping that he, he he had to get through the national championship uh, of course for, for college football because he's a michigan guy so i know, you know he yeah. had to get through that let him let him, um, you know, enjoy the hangover a little bit, and then sure. we'll we'll make him make a decision very soon. As long as it's not DC, I'm going to be happy. I guess uh, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I was going to say that you know when the first schedule came out, I was a little bummed because there was no away New Orleans uh, game mm -hmm. after the Free Jacks. You know, I really wanted to get down there. Um, so you know they're going to be joining the East. So presumably, if we're doing the yeah, whole the home and home away, and away yeah. that yeah. that will exist. I mean, if it's not yeah. too late in the season, I would definitely be interested. Of course, I'm going to Belfast. I don't know if you're aware of this. The uh, Free Jacks Independent no. Squad is traveling to Belfast in May. So they're taking you know their up and coming players, their development guys, over to Belfast to play Ulster Academy. And I'm going to be there for six days, Hammer. So it's nice. going to be a, a lot of fun. Yeah. That's so that's trip. my big that's away trip. Trip. Yeah, um, nice. but yeah i'd love to go to one more you know special one and new orleans is definitely on my list i've never been there uh super excited if that was to be able to come together um so you're aware of the holden younger vampire curse i think bozo if you weren't aware bozo made you aware of it uh in the comments not too long ago today talking about how the vampire holden younger himself every team he's played for which is only nola and new or uh, excuse me Neola and new england um, whoever side he's playing for in that day wins the game. So, you know, it's one of those w crazy things. Well, see, uh, I, I, I put a hex on that hex. Okay. So it's the double hex, uh -huh. the reverse hex, hex. Sure. Yep. Hex. And, and by taking a photo with him at the uh, finals, okay. he, Bozo didn't tell you that part. I took a photo with Holden Youngert. You know, gave him a big hug, congratulated him because, you know, what a great, I love that guy. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I reversed the reverse hex there. So mm -hmm. I think we're good. Um, I see, uh, you know, Terrio, Dennis Terrio just gave a shout out there with um, Bayou Rugby. Okay. Um, yep. There he is. Great uh -huh. dude. He takes a lot of great photos, posts them for Nola Golden, makes it all, he takes pictures of both home and away uh, um, team. So, you know, cool. uh, hit up the free jacks and see if he can get his photos. Cause he does a really awesome job with that stuff. Kudos to that man. Absolutely. Glad he's able to join us for sure. Just a couple more things here for you, hammer. Uh, what is your official way too early win loss prediction for new Orleans gold in 2024? Uh, so last year, I think I did 11 and five. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> boy, that was optimistic, huh? Yeah, that was yeah. optimistic. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throttle it back a little bit, go ten and six. I still think they get in the playoffs. If if it holds true with eight teams making the playoffs, I got to be honest. Yeah. I I think they should only have six teams make the playoffs. I agree. Twelve. You know what they should do is the top two team. If, well, now it can be the East and the West. Just mm -hmm. have the top two, the top team in each side get a bye week that first week. Do a you know do a round and and run it in so um yep. 
Yeah. I but, agree. Like, I think eight is way too many. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of those things that I saw that. And normally I'm just like an MLR. Okay. I'm just glad that it exists. You know, that type of thing. When I saw it, I was like, this is so Mickey Mouse bullshit, man. I, you know, I understand revenue and stuff like that. You want to have playoff tickets to these teams that are starving for revenue at all. All of that makes sense. But you lose legitimacy within your league. If eight out of 11, now 12 teams make it into the playoffs, like what right. are we doing here? Uh, and, and by the way, that first round of playoffs is going to be an absolute gas. Like, you know, the top seed is just going to run over um, the lower seed in that situation. So it won't be enjoyable to watch. This isn't March Madness here, folks. So uh, the, the only yeah. the only thing that gives me it'll be interesting because of the schedules push back. And so the mm-hmm. final is what in uh, like they think they penned uh, August 8th or, or 7th or something like that. Something for the like final. that, yeah. Interest to see how teams navigate through that um, international window at the beginning of July because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that butts you up right against, you know, um, that playoff hunt, right? Right, yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to take two weeks off at that time, but, you know, if you have any players, if you have four or five players like Noel Goal and Moni Tungawi mm-hmm. and Cam Dolan and, you know, and Matt Harmon and, you know, now you're talking about three, four, five guys that are in an international service, mm-hmm. you know, playing those two weeks that a lot of other guys are getting rest. So it'll be yes. interesting to see how teams navigate this. Obviously, with the Free Jacks only having four American players, it's probably not an issue. Just one of them uh, <laughs> being on the being on the uh, well, we're going to have you know, two now. USA Keep, roster. Well, there's two now because we've got Caleb Geiger, right? So that that's two Eagles that will be flying off uh, from the Fort Quinn. Doubled your tally. Doubled the tally. There you go. So if you're looking at it like that, you know, the Free Jacks are doing fantastic with a uh, young American talent. We've got two Eagles now. Um, so, yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. Like, well, you got three because you got, you know, you got Kyle. That's Don't right. Don't forget yeah, about so Kyle Sakari. He's, he's the you know, nickname. The Eagle. The Eagle. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. we've got three yeah. Eagles on our roster now. So take that, all of you naysayers. <laughs> and by the way, we have a shield to back it up with the success. So, um, yeah, final thing here. Any closing thoughts for the Rangers out there? There, the, the hardcore Free Jacks fans, what do you have to say to them? Oh, well, um, you know, you guys had a great run. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys have a tremendous fan base. And uh, I love the fact that the team itself, the Free Jacks, really do a nice job uh, working with the fan base to deliver the goods and to make mm-hmm. uh, Fort Quincy a place that that fans knew, uh, sorry, experienced and, and new fans want to come to and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only thing I would say is, you know, if you get an opportunity and want to spend a couple extra bucks, go down there to New Orleans or come out to Chicago, you won't disappoint. Both cities are wonderful. There's a lot mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, no matter, you know, no matter which city you go to, uh, it'll be a fun, enjoyable experience. It'll be a great place to watch some rugby and really have uh, a, an entertaining weekend on the whole. I can't speak for New Orleans, but I can speak now for Chicago with the final. Yeah. Fantastic city, man. I, I loved it. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. That architectural boat tour, listen to me. Listen to your Uncle Philly right now. Yeah. If you've never been to Chicago <laughs> yeah. and you want to go to Chicago and be like, well, what am I going to do with Chicago? You have to take yeah. the architectural boat tour. It is a 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Yeah. I would pay like 50 to to $100 for that. I can't remember how much it was. It was less than that, but it's definitely oh, yeah. worth every penny. Yeah. I've yeah. done it twice, and I've actually done so two good. different versions. So one of them actually goes out into Lake Michigan, kind of goes up to Navy Pier and comes back. The other one goes the other way down the river, mm-hmm. and uh, you actually get more of the architectural piece. And uh, without question, it's it's a 
it's a must do. And aside 100%. from that, it's right there in the heart of the North, uh, you know, the North side of the city and the, mm-hmm. you know, near North area, um, river North is what it's called actually. And it's mm-hmm. a wonderful place. A lot of actually, a lot of, uh, hounds guys live, lived in up in that area last year Very in that cool. river North area. Yeah. Nice. So I saw you at the final before we get you out of here. And yeah. if you recall, I hugged you, uh, because yeah. I was just so overcome with joy with the free jazz. As you should have been. Yes, you I, was, have been. I was over the moon and had a great time. And it, what a great memory that was. And, you know, we'll always, as Free Jack fans, we'll always remember Chicago. We'll always have Chicago. You know, yeah. that's one of the things like where we feel good about this organization. But if times get low, we can always think about Chicago and say, man, what a great time that was. So really appreciate the Hounds hosting that and really appreciate you being there. Um, very, very cool to see meet you in person for that brief yeah. moment. But yeah, man. Uh, thank you for what you do. You do a fantastic job on the rugby rant. You do a fantastic job here. And I've got one word to exit the video in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah.